Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Sileme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Sileme Foundation and the Foundation's mission is enabling education in Africa. This week, I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled The Route to Common Ground. The Route to Common Ground. In the previous podcast, we've asserted that there is immense value in finding common ground. And we've discussed the impact that uh, diversity, conflict, and change can have on an organization in relation to finding common ground. In this podcast, I'd like us to discuss and take a closer look at the route to common ground. How do we get to a place where, you know, beyond just tolerating each other, we can actually get along and coexist in an harmonious manner? Firstly, Getting to common ground must be a common desire amongst the people. You know, there are, there are some people that are happy to bicker and argue with others continuously. Not everybody wants to live in peace and harmony. Not everybody wants to get to common ground. Fortunately, most people are not like this. And you'll find that when given a chance, most people will rather exist in a state of peace rather than a state of chaos. This is important to mention because the journey to common ground is a journey that the parties concerned must undertake together. The hearts of the people involved must want to take on this journey. If their hearts are in it, then half the journey is already conquered. But if their hearts aren't in it, the journey will be long, tiring and cumbersome. There has to be commitment from all involved and there must be a sense that how we are currently interacting isn't working and so we need to find solutions on how we are going to proceed going forward. You have to journey together and those who do not wish to find common ground should reconsider whether or not they should even be on the team. You don't need to lose your moral ground in order to find common ground. We've mentioned uh, conflict in our resolution and we say that it's important that the parties be willing to concede some ground in order to find common ground. Now we're saying that you don't need to lose your moral ground in order to find common ground. Is this not a contradiction? You know, it may sound like a contradiction, but look at the context and you see that it's not. In one of the other podcasts, you know, we we say that we need to make certain concessions, you know, to meet those you are in conflict with halfway, conceding some ground in order to find common ground. Here we're talking about making moral and ethical compromises in order to accommodate people. We are talking not merely about making compromises, but about compromising who you are. Finding common ground doesn't mean compromising who you are in order to accommodate that which does not line up with sound moral and ethical standards. You know, you don't have to lose your moral ground in order to find common ground with others, but you will have to lose you know, the judgmental attitude that you have towards them. You know, as it is written in the book of Matthew 7, 1 to 3, do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured unto you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Close quote. We all have our shortcomings, and it's important to give people a good measure of grace and approach them with a spirit of love and compassion. We should not demean or dehumanize others who hold different opinions to us. Our job is to love and serve people, it's not to judge and degrade them. We should look at people with 
compassion and have an appreciation for their struggles and pains. I should mention here that this does not mean allowing yourself to be used and abused. In the very same book of Matthew, in chapter 10, verse 16, it says, Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Close quote. The dove is gentle and meek, you know, it, it has a, a peaceful nature about it. The serpent, on the other hand, is shrewd and it is able to skillfully navigate its environment. We should not only be peaceful and loving, we should also be able to navigate our various environments with shrewdness and wisdom. The comfort of old ideas. The reason many people are unable to find common ground is that it, is, it often means they have to leave their comfort zones, you know. Maybe you are comfortable feeling a certain way about certain people and finding common ground may mean abandoning the comfort of that particular disposition. Maybe you've held that opinion you have about that particular race or particular sect of people for so long that relating to or relating with them uh, seems impossible. Maybe they seem so unlovable in your eyes. You know, the comfort of old ideas such as these can prevent you from moving forward into new, greener pastures. Holding on to old views and old prejudices may feel comfortable, but it will stop you from becoming a person of true impact and influence. It's hard to make an impact on people whom you don't seem to be of much value. It's difficult to interact and engage with those whom you have written off and, you know, relegated as second-class human beings. It's important to treat people the way you'd like to be treated, you know, love your neighbor as you would love yourself. Have you reached common ground? So, how do you know when you've reached common ground? Well, I feel it's important that I mention to you that even if you reach common ground, you have to continue working to stay there. Common ground can become slippery ground in that you may become, you know, complacent and revert to old behavior and old modes of thinking. It is thus important that you shy away from the arrived mentality and you begin adopting a continuously journeying mentality. Instead of asking, how do you know when you've reached common ground? The question should be, how do I know I'm progressing on the journey to common ground? One of the ways to check whether you're progressing is to check the conversations that are taking place. When you reach a particular destination, you are able to look back and reflect on the journey. When you are able to chat about the days when you used to always be at each other's throats, when you used to quarrel endlessly, or when you used to be angry and bitter at one another, then you know you've made significant progress. When you reach that level of openness and transparency, then you have truly come a long way. I read somewhere that you should take care of your thoughts when you're alone, and take care of your words when you are with people." Close quote. All actions and words begin with thoughts. Yes, it begins with your thoughts, it filters to your words, and then actions follow. Then the negative words and actions you used to say and do to those of a different background to you first began as thoughts you thought, then they manifested as words and actions. These are thoughts you probably heard about them in your private capacity, but they manifested publicly. One of the other ways you know you are making progress is when you begin stopping your negative thoughts about those people. When you begin making a decision to change your thoughts about them, your words and actions towards them will follow in a similar positive vein. When we begin fighting for those we used to fight against, then we know we are making progress. 
even when we get into disagreements, if we begin tackling the issues at hand instead of attacking people on a personal level, that's another sure sign that we're making progress. And when instead of focusing on our individual differences, we begin focusing on our common purpose and shared goals within our organizations, then we're making definite progress. Leading the way to common ground. One of the hallmarks of great leaders is the ability to help people of different backgrounds find common ground so that they can focus their attention and resources on achieving shared goals and a common purpose. Think of a leader such as the former Manchester United coach Sir Alex Ferguson, who is regarded by many players and soccer analysts as one of the greatest and most successful managers of all time. During the two and a half decades he spent as head coach of the club, he managed to lead them to hundreds upon hundreds of victories and a total of 38 trophies. He did this with countless players, many of whom were of different nationalities, spoke different languages and had different ethnicities and cultural backgrounds. Success isn't dependent on uniformity. In fact, the more eclectic and diverse a group is, the greater the quality of unique insights they can bring to the fore. Great leaders know that just because we have different backgrounds, it doesn't mean we can't find common ground. And when we find common ground, we'll find the success and achievement we all seek. A common vision leads us to common ground. A sure way to find common ground is to find and identify all the things that unite us as opposed to highlighting those which divide us. When you join an organization, you automatically subscribe to the organization's vision because the work and task you are given are driven by the vision of that organization. Granted, people buy into the vision in varying degrees. Some may be more sold on the vision than others, but the fact remains that you working in that organization means that you are performing some function which is moving that organization's vision forward. A common vision is one of the aspects we should use to unite people of different backgrounds. We may all bring different ideas, beliefs, philosophies and so forth, but if our vision and our goal is the same, then we are brought together and inspired to work together towards something that will benefit all of us. This is something that each individual's talent, effort, skill and time will contribute towards. Ask yourself what your organization's unifying vision is and assess whether it is compelling enough to make people pull together and work together to turn it into a reality. We are not so different after all. There are many core human values, needs and desires that can also serve as points of unification. There are aspects about us as human beings that we can all relate to. In a world that seeks to make us seem so different, the truth is that we are really not so different. Each of us desires to be happy. We want peace, we want to have healthy relationships, we want to spend quality time with our loved ones, and we want to be able to provide well for them. Even though we may hold different viewpoints, even though it may seem our perspectives are in opposition to one another, we can overcome those differences and work together to achieve our goals and visions together. Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading with Confidence. Cheers.